Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Spears comes into the backfield. Quick throw. Spears right side looks for a block. Turns the corner to the 25 on his feet. 20, 15, 10, 5. Breaks a tackle. Touchdown. Tight. Far to throw. Does throw towards the end zone. Back shoulder on the far side. And that is a touchdown. A.T. Perry. From the Viking 2. Goff turns, fakes the give, sets the pocket, left side, wide open, touchdown Detroit Lions, Sam Laporta, number 10 on the season for the rookie tight end. Prescott's in the gun, back to throw, looking right, scrambles left, still got it, scrambles back right, throws it in the end zone, caught for a touchdown in the back of the end zone by C.D. One more kneel down. Here's the final snap of the game to Baker Mayfield. The kneel is down. The shutout preserved. The Buccaneers win our third consecutive NFC South Championship. Celebrate. Celebrate, Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the playoffs with a 9-8 and eight record. So many things uh, have to go right. And I congratulate Washington. Um, undefeated. Taking on all comers. You know, I can see why. Why they've won all their games. I mean, they're an outstanding thorough, solid football team in every way. You know, in the end, no. Um, you know, someone's going to be a national champion, and that's the greatest piece of it all is making sure you're putting in all the preparation. So we're diving into all that, but the preparation is what's going to lead to the success on uh, game day. Good morning. Welcome into Hurt Out Sports Radio here on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We're live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hurt at Sports Bar and Grill. I'm Robbie Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. Good morning. What's going on, man? Hey, good things. All good things, right? Except for the incoming weather. Right. That could uh, could be a little dicey. Um, a lot of snow coming in. And already this morning, my driveway was a little slick. I Uh-oh. ended up grabbing Uh-oh. the container of salt. I I, it's, I'm shocked, too, that I have a container of salt <laughs> on standby. You pre-salted? And I pre-salted okay. the driveway. Look at you. I feel like a real dad. Was, you're just a Dalton so hard this like, I was up super early. <laughs> now, granted, it was for my job. But I was up super early. Yep. I was like, hmm, you know, I'm going to make sure. Like, For example, my dad this past weekend mm-hmm. back in St. Louis gets up before everybody else. It snowed there on Sunday. He brushed off everybody's car. Oh, nice. Okay? nice. So like it's yeah. like the dad thing to do yeah. to be out there before anybody else. That's how I felt this morning. And I know it was very easy because I'm just sh- <laughs> shaking the container of salt on the driveway. But I'm like, I'm going to be ready. You know, it's the little victories. I, and it was a win. When yeah. I was doing it, I'm like, man, I feel good. Exactly. I feel really good right now. Now, the only thing that could make you more like dad, middle-aged man type thing, you like grab your knee and be like, ooh, it's going to be a bad one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of snow coming. I can my, feel it. My left knee. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I feel I'll like never, Sam Laporta. I'll never trust a meteorologist as much as that I do me. this good old Sorry, left Sam. knee. Um, we've got. Yeah, so hopefully you stay safe out there. If you do have to be out and about, uh, be careful. We've got some precipitation already in the snow. And funny enough, I have to go get a rental car today because I'm dropping off my car at Dingman's. Our, our so I think it's Dingman's. just I think it's highly ironic that I'm picking up a new car like on the day that you shouldn't be driving around a lot. At yeah. least what what the meteorologists are telling us mm-hmm. that you shouldn't be on the road too much or be really careful when you are on the road. I'm on the road a ton <laughs> trying to navigate back home. Yep. Well, 
you stay safe. Everybody else stay safe if you're out and about today. Uh, you can, of course, join us also on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us in the YouTube comments as a bunch of folks already have. Appreciate all of our early risers this morning. But we've got a, a big show for you. As the clip indicated, we are going to crown a national champion tonight. I'm excited. I'm, I'm also a little sad. We talked about this last week. It's the last college football game that of the is. season. That it is. Uh, very excited for the game. A little sad that we won't have college football for another eight months. You know, I hadn't thought about that again until you brought it I'm up, so thanks. I'm sorry. I'm just the Debbie Downer of the group here. Uh, but you, you just always like to think of the negative. You know, uh, I'm team positive. <laughs> it, that's how we balance each other it's out. It's true. It's called balance. It's, it's how it works out. But uh, super excited for Michigan and Washington tonight. We're going to talk to uh, a bunch of our good friends uh, about the not just the game, but we're going to talk about I mean, there's a lot going on with Nebraska as well. We'll talk to Sam McEwen at 8 o'clock from the Omaha World Herald. We'll talk to our old friend, DB, at 8.30 and 8.45. Had to give him two spots, give him a little well, room. We can't give him the 8.30 because you'll say one thing and then the segment will be over. Well, that's the thing is we won't even get to a real topic at 8.30. We'll just get through all of our, you know, having fun with each other. And so 8.45, we actually have to get into some stuff. So we'll get DB for two segments this morning. We've got Matt Hlodick from thespun.com. He covers college football and college basketball. And then we will do – we've got a little bit of a – some some fun plan for you at the end of the show. We'll do our national title game breakdown and picks at 9:30, and then 9:45. Our friends over at Warhorse Sportsbook, they have a prop sheet, and it's it's a little preview. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a prop sheet challenge. If you've been over to the casino in the last month, you know about it already. Hopefully, you got signed up. Festival of games. Festival of games. You heard us talking about it for the last week. We're talking about it for the Pro Football Championship, but for the College Football Championship, they did one as well, and we're going to try and go through some of their props. And What do they call the Pro Football Championship in media? The big game? The big game. The big game. Yeah. The, I feel like I've said the actual name of it before yeah. on air plenty of times, and no one's come after me for it. Well, so you can say it if you're not promoting something. That's the rule. Right. Right? Right. So if you're, but I think I have said it well, <laughs> when be, I was promoting you gotta something. Got to be careful there. Uh, yeah, so they get a little cranky if you're not an official sponsor and you use the name. But uh, the Pro Football Championship, everybody knows what we're talking about. The mm-hmm. big game, if you will. Uh, and we'll tell you more about that. We should that. come up with a new one by the time the suit. Oh. By the time the big game comes around. <laughs> uh, by the time the big game comes around. We'll come with a, up with a better name for it. Um, uh <laughs> We'll call it the Duper Ball. I was, I was just doing the Sue. <laughs> Sue. Yeah, our guy in Dominican Sue, uh, TikTok star in Dominican Sue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's him. <laughs> but we will do a, a prop card challenge at the end of the show regarding the, the college football national championship. It'll be a fun time. But wanted to start off today with Nebraska, a big weekend for the Husker football team. Uh, they got a couple of key mm-hmm. transfers that at huge positions of need, I think they still feel good about the second wide receiver, Jamal Banks, but Isaiah Nair from Texas and Dante Dowdell from Oregon have committed. They're in. uh, That is a couple of huge pickups. I think Banks would be bigger than Nair if they're able to land Banks just because his production the last couple years has been better. Nair's banged up and then got buried on the depth chart of Texas. But Dowdell is a huge get mm-hmm. out of Oregon, and Nayer adds some much-needed depth and experience in that 
wide receiving room. I was told they still feel good about Jamal Banks as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if they end up going three for three this weekend on their offensive skill guys that they were that were trying to land, and that would be huge. Yeah, you know, it had me thinking a little bit last night because you're right. One, uh, especially Dowdell in the running back room, super talented individual, um, top player coming out of Mississippi when he first made his way to college ball. I mean, anybody that starts their career at Oregon mm-hmm. – uh, is somebody to keep an eye on if he enters the transfer portal. And then Nayer, um, incredible at Wyoming, had some yeah. great numbers there. Just didn't work out at Texas, but the injury issue or the injury bug hit him pretty hard. As I as I sat back last night, I was thinking a, a lot of so a lot of questions were running through my mm-hmm. head, and I, and I'll ask I'll ask you too because maybe you'll be able to break a few things down with me. So where were you at in terms of team completement before these signings versus where you are at now? So how far did the needle move when Dowdell's name came across Twitter over the weekend, when Nair's name came across Twitter over the weekend? How far did it move in terms of overall grade for the offense? Did it go from a B to an A minus? Did it go from a B plus Ooh. to an A? Okay. And then I was like, okay, well, are you finally comfortable where the offense stands? If this is where everything ends, like, would you like to see more? Was it already good enough in your eyes if these additions didn't happen? So these are the questions that just keep popping into my head. And I thought, okay, one, I think adding depth to the room, that has to be where everybody lands. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that that last question I asked, was it already good enough? and these are just good depth pieces, um, just just sits with good depth pieces. Although some people out there may say, no, they were good, and I would have been comfortable uh, going into the season with, with what they had. And, you know, that may be true too. But all in all, two guys like this in positions of need, again, uh, something that you said in that opening thought, that has to elevate yeah. your letter grade for, for this offense yeah. in particular. Not just team, yeah. just offense. Yeah, there's – I think Dowdell moves the needle for me more than Nair because I'm more bullish on the wide receiver group. I like a lot of those guys. Um, I think between Malik – But there wasn't a true veteran in the room. There's not. Outside of Bullock. There's really not. You've got – but I like Coleman, Lloyd – they were the highest on DOS coming out of the fall camp before he got injured, and they're super high on Demetrius Bell. That's four guys right there without really stretching. Uh, then you're not even getting into true freshmen at that point, right? They still, they're still they super high on Ja'Cory Barney, it sounds like, as a fifth guy. Then you've got Bullock, who got a lot of experience last year. If you're sitting there and Bullock's like your fourth to sixth receiver instead of your one, two, or three, you feel way better. And that's not a knock no on question. Bullock, right? No question. But he was a walk-on for a reason at a certain point, and I'm sure he's gotten a lot better. And you saw some moments where he was an effective receiver for them, but you're way more comfortable if he's in the back half of that group. He's a good route runner. runner. Good route runner. A way, like a, a really good athlete. Um, I don't know how – I don't know what his ceiling is. I mean, it's, he certainly doesn't have the Malachi Coleman – Jaden Doss, Demetrius Bell, Jalen Lloyd ceiling, right? So that's my more concern with Josh Bullock, or excuse me, uh, 
Alex Bullock. Josh is on the other side. Um, but who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's John. John Bullock. Jo- John, John? John Bullock. Yeah, I'm, man, maybe I'm, John, though, moves again and goes to yes. offense. Who knows? Is... He was really good on defense. Please don't move. No, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, is Josh, was Shane, was Josh Bullock the old safety? Am I, was it Josh and Daniel back in the 2000s? Is that who I'm? You're thinking of Josh. Okay, from back in the, like, Pelini days, right? It sounds really familiar, yes. Okay, that's, I'm confusing the, never mind, I'm old. Anyway. You uh, solved the mystery. Yeah, it's, I just needed that in my head to make sense. Uh, but you've got, there's a guy named Josh Bullock that pitched at UNO. I, was it him? No, I think I think Josh and Daniel Bullock played safety for Nebraska back in the mid 2000s. All right, let's do some digging. You know the best thing he did. Yeah, he's the he, best thing about today is you can look something up in an instant, Robbie. Did I you know. know that? It's terrific. Yeah, he was the second round pick of the Saints out of Nebraska. Okay, I feel better. Is that now. good? That's not bad. Yeah, he was he was very good, and then he had a uh, the counterpart back in the. Secondary name, Daniel Bullock. Anyway, that's where I was getting confused. Thank you. We are done now on that. Anyway, uh, so they've got – Stamp it in. <laughs> Mark it Send in. it off. So I'm more bullish on the wide receiver group than I was on the running back group just because I worry about the nature of the injuries that the two guys are coming back from, and so I didn't feel as solid on that. I like Emma Johnson. I know they're really high on Quentin Knives. I'm not sure on Gabe Irvin because Gabe was the hip, right? Gabe hit, It was Gabe's hip and Ramirez's shoulder. They kept him out for the season. I feel a little bit weird about the hip injuries freak me out a little bit, man. Like they're like everything gets controlled in that in that hip region in terms of your movement, and your athleticism. So I, I'm a little concerned about that with Gabe Irvin. And then Ramir, he's been in the program for a long time and we haven't gotten that kind of breakthrough from him that we've always thought was sort of out there. So I don't think you can rely on him for a ton of of uh, of production necessarily he to me again is more of a depth piece so I think bringing a guy into that room is, and listen that's not to say that Ramir can't be a good player but I don't think he can be like an every down type guy he's, he hasn't shown that to this point in his career so bringing again a, has uh, he really had the opportunity though well I mean he's been banged up a lot too so that's hard to say you know he he's gotten banged up quite a bit there's been different guys they've had kind of fascinations with but there has been a couple opportunities where he was kind of tabbed the starter for stretches and either because of injury or because of lack of production or whatever, it just didn't end up working out. So I think he can be kind of a nice third down back flex piece. I don't know if he can be like, hey, we're going to put you on the field for 15 carries or even, you know, like if you can get five to seven carries and a couple receptions out of him, I feel like you feel good uh, a game. But adding Dowdell, big bodied back, obviously highly recruited coming out of high school, didn't play a ton last year at Oregon, that's a huge piece there. The guy that's still dangling out there, Jamal Banks, that would be the biggest of the three because he's got a ton of production at a Power 5 school. That would be really, really big for them. But of, made some really nice catches over his career too. Of the guys that uh, – of Nair and Dowdell, th- it does move the needle f- to f- – it does move the needle for me in terms of what I think of the offense from probably – I'm going to say a, from a B- minus to a B, if they get Banks or another veteran wide receiver that has Power 5 production, that bumps it to a B-plus for me. And then this is weir- a weird one. If they get a backup quarterback that's not Heinrich Harburg, no offense to Heinrich Harburg, but 
you're going to have to if, – if Heinrich Harburg is your primary backup, you're going to have to run a different offense than you're running for Dylan Riola. Like, like Heinrich Harburg can't run that offense, whatever it is, right? And so if you get a backup quarterback that I can at least feel – listen, I don't need anybody crazy because the position you're asking them to come into, you're not going to get a real high-level guy out of the portal, right? But if you get somebody – I use this example with a, with a, a buddy of mine over the weekend – if you get an Iowa-esque quarterback, a guy that can just keep it on the road for two games if somebody gets banged up or something, or a quarter because somebody's got to retape an ankle or whatever, if you just get one of those guys, I would feel better. A guy that can not turn the ball over and at least semi-functionally run the offense without it just totally going into the ditch. I don't need you to be Dylan Rayola. I don't even need you to be a a full-time Power 5 starter. I just need you to be a guy that can keep the car on the road for a little bit. And if you get that guy, all of a sudden I feel like an A-minus about the offense, which think about where we were uh, even two months ago to say that you feel like the offense is an A-minus. Well, it helps when you get your quarterback. Yeah, it helps when you have the best you quarterback. you feel the biggest yes. need it on helps the field. You, yes, 100%. I mean, that takes it from a – you know, D plus to that B minus by itself, like we were so talking Robbie, about. Are you saying just instantly slot Dylan Mariola as your starting quarterback? I'm saying that's how I do it. If you're a, if you're in the coaching staff, you can't do that. You got to see him take a snap first. But yeah, I, I, I fully expect him to be the starting quarterback day one. That's my New Year's resolution. Remember, Dylan Mariola, day one starting quarterback. I just don't think you can go into spring and be like, hey, everybody else in this room, he's our number one before we see him take a snap, like. That's not going to go over well. Even if everybody knows it, it's one of those things. It's like, hey, that's not an out loud thought right now. Like, we, we, we don't say those out loud right now. <laughs> don't we talk about being honest and transparent <laughs> with our guys? Listen, if I, I bet if Danny Kalen came out, for whatever reason, if Danny Kalen came out and was better than Dylan Rayola and it was unquestionable, I guarantee you Matt Rule would start him. Guarantee it. I don't think there's a world in which that happens. So that's what we're talking about here. Because there's a difference between – being honest and transparent, being like, hey, whoever the best guy is is going to win the job. That's true. There's also, I don't think, any world with the quarterbacks currently in the room where Dylan Rill is not the best guy. There's no world that if a guy comes out and balls out more than another player that they wouldn't start. Well, that's what I mean, though. So that's, you, can be, you can be saying both things and have it still be true. Yeah. yeah. I, still need to, I still need Dylan Rayola to take a single spring practice snap before I name him my starter. You, you said a lot of good things, though, in, in that point. And one that really stuck out to me was the offenses that you'll have to run if you are Dylan Rayola. Yeah, if Harburg's your primary or backup. Or if you're Heinrich Harburg. Yeah. And right now it looks like Heinrich's going to be the primary backup. I think they want to retro Danny, yeah. And if that is the case, again, they're going to have to build more depth in that room. But two, just picture what the Saints do mm -hmm. and think that's exactly how Nebraska will operate too. Because yeah, that's you how have, they would use You Harbor. have a true pocket passer yeah. in Derek Carr. Right, Dylan Rayola, more of a pocket passer than a scrambler. Mm -hmm. Then you have Taysom Hill and Heinrich Harburg, who essentially play the exact same thing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I don't know, and I think this would be interesting. Maybe somebody can look this up who's listening right now. What Taysom Hill's record is as the starting quarterback with the Saints, because I think that could be a good way to justify if – uh, when you make a change like that, if it's needed, say when Derek Carr was hurt this year, um, 
the change in offensive approach, how well that carries over in an instant. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anybody can dig that up for me, I'd be curious because, uh, yes, Heinrich's done it before, but Taysom Hill's done it before too. And then it, it, it's the same thing with if you are coming in as a backup, are you going to instantly build momentum or are you going to kind of slowly catch up to speed? So it looks like he has started nine games in his career. He's 7-2. and two in those nine games, but he has not started a game at quarterback since 2021. So it's been two full seasons at this point since he started a game at quarterback. But in 2020 and 2021, he started nine games combined and went seven and two. Okay. The passing numbers are okay. They're not bad. I mean, the second year he threw four touchdowns, five interceptions, so you're not going to love that. So it's um, just kind of doing like extra credit. So th- this yeah. is so Nebraska needs to be prepared to do two things at once. Um, it, they have to they have to be the overachiever in school, where yes, they're studying for this one topic, which is Dylan Rayola in the spring in the off season, and then you know worst case scenario if it has to boil down to Heinrich, you have to also know how his offense operates. Mm-hmm opposed to how DRs operates. So being able to stay ahead of the curve, ahead of the game, that will highly benefit them, just like how the Saints work when Taysom Hill is the starter. Yeah, I mean, I would actually fully expect them to have some packages for Heinrich Harburg, whether that Oh, throughout is, the game, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they'll mix some a few Taysom things Hill-like in. packages where it's kind of a wildcat, it's a QB run situation. I don't expect, unless there is... I really don't expect Heinrich Harburg to be your primary backup quarterback next year. I think they will bring someone in for that role. Um, not to say that he wouldn't be capable for stretches to fill in if needed. I don't think they want to go that route in terms of just how different the offenses would have to be. Now, speaking of the offense, mm-hmm. there is another rumor out there of someone that might be joining Nebraska. And that is former West Virginia, Houston. Is there another Texas Tech OC? Yeah, Oklahoma State OC. I don't. Is it just the two head coaching? It's just jobs? the two head coaching jobs uh, the last five years. Dana Holgerson. Uh, if that name sounds familiar to you, it should. He's been the architect of some of the most explosive offenses that we've seen in college football over the last. 20 years almost. I mean, if you want to go all the way back to the Oklahoma State and Texas Tech days as a coordinator, he is a a disciple of the Mike Leach tree in terms of the spread offense. Yeah, he started at Texas Tech as wide receiver coach back in 2000 um, and was their offensive coordinator by 2005. So he is a a certified offensive you know, savant, if you will. He knows what he's doing. He's been a head coach since 2011 and just recently left Houston. Left, got fired. I don't know. That was a little bit of a... Yeah, uh, it, would, it would be more of a... Yeah, we yeah. pushed you out the door more than, hey, I left on good terms. Right. And he's had some really, really good teams at both stops. He was seen in Lincoln at the wrestling match with the uh, football team. and What was happening at that wrestling match? You know, we'll get to that. We'll get more on Dana Holgerson, what he was maybe doing in Lincoln, and what the entire football team seemingly was doing at the Nebraska wrestling match Yeah, Saturday. I'll tell you yesterday. what, too, Robbie. What's that? When we come back, 
I'm going to give you four quarterback names, four Dana Holgerson quarterback names. Okay. And if Dylan Rayola can turn into any of them, I think you'll be pretty happy. You feel pretty good. We got more. Hernan Sports Radio coming up next.